politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. Putin is an aggressor. He is the aggressor. And Putin must pay the price. President Biden announcing the U.S. and other G7 nations, along with the European Union, are going to further restrict trade with Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and nearly $14 billion in military and humanitarian assistance is on its way to Ukraine after Congress approved an omnibus spending bill that includes the aid and avoided a government shutdown. Lawmakers have been working on a wide range of proposals designed to punish Russian leader Vladimir Putin and help the Ukrainians. The director of national intelligence, Avril Haines, told the Senate Intelligence Committee that Putin and his military miscalculated and underestimated the global condemnation that's unfolded. NATO's unified response, the significant resistance that the Ukrainians have demonstrated on the battlefield, Europe's rapid response to Russia's invasion, not just in terms of economic measures, but also actions long thought to be off the table, such as the provision of lethal aid, to Ukraine and shutting down EU airspace to Russian planes all almost certainly surprised Moscow. Still, Russia is advancing in various parts of Ukraine, and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky wants more military air power. The Pentagon, however, pushed back when Poland indicated it was ready to receive U.S. fighter jets in exchange for providing its own MiG fighter jets to Ukraine. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby. We believe the provision of additional fighter aircraft provides little increased capabilities at high risk. We also believe that there are alternative options that are much better suited to support the Ukrainian military in their fight against Russia. Senate Republicans are critical of the Pentagon's decision and are calling on the Biden administration to help Ukraine get more warplanes. Iowa Senator Joni Ernst is among those leading the call, which has the backing of dozens of GOP lawmakers. Send the fighter jets. Help Poland deliver their MiGs and help us backfill our NATO partners. The administration claims the reason they blocked this transfer is a concern about escalation. Really? Vladimir Putin is aware that American-provided stingers are killing Russians today. Virginia Democratic Senator Tim Kaine, who's a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, says the matter isn't settled, and he believes more can be done to resolve a complicated issue involving the U.S. and its allies. There's a debate about this. Is that too forward-leaning? Is that too aggressive? Will that be viewed by Vladimir Putin as provocative? My argument is, look, we're already delivering missiles and anti-tank weapons, and Vladimir Putin knows that, and that's one of the reasons that the Ukrainians have been able to stop Russian advances that many people thought would overrun the country in three or four days. We're already providing significant defensive weapons. I don't know that there's a categorical difference between supplying missiles and anti-tank weapons and supplying aircraft. Democrats and Republicans have shown a bipartisan resolve to support Ukraine, including widespread backing for banning Russian oil imports, which the president decided on after getting pressure from lawmakers. But there's a big political divide in this midterm election year over who's to blame for soaring gas prices, which are now higher than they've ever been. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell scoffs at Democrats who point to Putin. They want to blame 14 months of gas price increases on the last two weeks of turmoil. Washington Democrats' war on domestic energy long, long predates 
Putin's war on Ukraine. Democrats have few answers for Republican criticism of rising inflation, high prices at the pump, and know they face an uphill political battle in trying to hold on to the House and Senate. They've been meeting at a political retreat in Philadelphia this weekend, trying to refine their message. Akeem Jeffries is the chair of the House Democratic Caucus. It's a good day because it is the one-year anniversary of the American Rescue Plan, a transformative piece of legislation that saved the economy and set us off on a trajectory where 7.4 million jobs were created during the first 13 months of President Biden's presidency. Fastest rate of economic growth in 40 Yes, unemployment at pre-pandemic lows of 3.8%. But many Americans are focused on what's happening now and what's ahead, both here and abroad. I asked Virginia Senator Tim Kaine if he believes the U.S. will be dealing for a long time to come with not only helping Ukraine now, but as its president told House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the need for assistance to rebuild in the future. When Russia goes in, they don't care about innocent lives. They don't care about maternity hospitals. They don't care about anything but uh, turning what was a beautiful hospital or a beautiful neighborhood into rubble, that's, that's the way they do things. So there will be a rebuilding project, but I do believe that there will be a global commitment to a rebuild. And when we do rebuild, you will have right on the Russian border an example of a democracy with a commitment of other global democracies to help the people shine. That, at the end of the day, is why Vladimir Putin is doing this. He's not that worried about NATO. He's not worried about NATO invading Russia. That's not what he's worried about. He's worried about functioning democracies right on his border in nations that once were part of the Soviet Union that will make his own citizens look across the border and say, why can't we have that? Why do we have to be run by a dictator? Why do we have no free press in the country? Why is our economy being run into the ground? Functioning democracies on his border is the thing that he's threatened by, and that's why this invasion is underway. And we're going to be there for Ukraine. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you... Ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.